Brought to you by Feitner Productions. It's remote. It's remote. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, one of the top 100 law and improv comedy podcasts in the Ukraine. If this is your first time listening, we take real legal cases, usually out of old law school textbooks, and we get the top improv comedy performers, or at least the ones that'll agree to be on my podcast, to improvise a fully made up comic scene. Today, I'd like to introduce my guests. First, welcome back to the podcast, an actor, writer, stand-up comic, graduate of the Second City Conservatory program where he wrote and starred in Mental Hell, and he's a star in the film Apocafish as Camellio Salamander, Mr. Jeremy Harlan. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you for having me back. Hello, everybody out there. It's good to be heard again. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for coming back, Jeremy. Welcome for the first time, and I hope not the last, an actor, writer, teacher, expert improviser, graduate of the Second City in Chicago, studied with Stephen Colbert, performed at the Second City in Chicago, starred in the movie Milk, a performer in Landry and Summers, and the one-woman show Flake, a member of the Seniors Improv Comedy Troupe at the Pack Theater in Los Angeles. Please welcome the founder of the black woman-owned improv theater called The Ledge, Ms. Sean Landry. You make me sound important. Thank you. I'm so glad that I'm here. I, I, we are doing this on a Zoom call, and let me tell your audience that both Billy and Jeremy are handsome men. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, very right, flattered. Begin with flattery. I'll take it. Good thing this is a podcast because because uh, y'all can see me blushing. Uh, I am thrilled to have you both on the show. But first, I would like to uh, share just a word about the ledge. Hi, my name is Sean Landry hopeful executive director of the Ledge Theater. What's the Ledge Theater? Well, the Ledge Theater is a operated and owned African-American hopeful theater in Los Angeles, California. A full theater filled with music and dance and laughter. Our goal with the Ledge is to have some of the best teachers and instructors of color and from everywhere teach at our theater. So if you're interested, in making this dream come true for African-Americans and people of color and the LGBTQI community to have a space where all of us can perform and play, go to our website at www.theledgetheater.com and hit us up on our Kickstarter. All right, thank you so much. Let's get into it. This week's case is from the uh, law of personal injury called torts. It's a case from Chicago because both of my guests today are from Chicago. Both of us from the South side. South side all day. South side all day. The case is called Largosa versus Ford Motor Company, and it deals with the um, liability for people who own property or conduct activities close to the highway. The facts of the case are pretty interesting. Uh, the plaintiff and uh, her and her husband were driving northbound on Interstate 294 and were cut off by an unknown vehicle whose drivers was looking at bungee jumpers adjacent to and over Interstate Highway 294. 
which caused the plaintiff to turn suddenly to avoid a collision with the unknown vehicle. Uh, they then hit the center divide and were injured. And they alleged that Arizona Bungie, which was the uh, owner of the Bungie company, uh, engaged in careless and negligent acts by operating a bungee jumping business in close proximity to a busy highway with no warning to the public. And that was the cause of the plaintiff's injuries. Now. <laughs> OK, OK, wait, 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 Hold, let me let me let me just sort this conundrum out. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, first off, the people who were in the car um, were not suing the people who were blocking it but the actual bungee jumping company. Am I correct on this? That's correct. They don't know who cut them off actually. So they sued the bungee company. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, as much as I think that bungee jumping is the most ridiculous sport known on the face of the planet outside of, I don't know, I'm sorry. People hanging upside down. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I mean, I know it's wrist thrilling and all the rest. I'd rather jump out of a plane before I hang from an honest thread bouncing up and down. It it makes zero sense. As dumb as I think that is, Mm -hmm. personally, it's just as silly to go and sue somebody who is in proximity to the people who got hit and it makes and where the logic. I don't what. Yeah, I, 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 we we may disagree on the thrill of bungee jumping, but you can't sue the company <laughs> because you. that's like suing the company for making red shirts because somebody walks down the street with a red shirt and you're distracted and you crash. Right. Like, what distracts you is on you and the person who distracted you, not the company who made the product that distracted you. Yeah, it's like the idea of living by a golf or having a highway by a golf course and someone Mm -hmm. decides they want to go and stop and watch somebody golf and and they get hit or they careen off somewhere, I guess, into the the fourth hole. I don't know. It it doesn't. And then they sue the golfing place. Now, if if say, for instance, a bungee jumper ended up jumping off or the company jumped off themselves, like the whole building was on a big bungee. (laughs) 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 Like the whole building, they just wrapped the entire building around a a bungee cord and then pushed the entire building off the side of the highway and it hit their car. Yeah, I I would sue them for that. Um, Or if they uh, see at first, I thought it was maybe they were selling the bungee cords above this highway. Like it was some event or something. Yeah. yeah, Like if they're selling them specifically above them and it's like, I want to test, I want to test out the bungees. Like, okay, we'll take a jump then. Okay. Yes. But if I sell you a bungee cord down in Winnetka and then you go up to Chicago and you jump off of a, on front of a highway, that's got nothing to do with me. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, exactly. Or, yeah, you go and buy a Winneka, then take the train all the way to 95th Street and then get on top of the 95th Street thing, uh, bridge yeah. and then you jump off. Yeah, then then that person needs to that person who's jumping off should be sued and not the actual company as much as we can agree to disagree about the validity 
of a fucking bungee jumping. It's it's a thrill. Now I haven't jumped out of a plane yet. I am going to. But see, that's the thing. I would love to do that. That sounds like fun. That sounds like I we're in agreement with that. But not bungee jumping is insane. I don't want to hang off no string. Off but see, the, str- the string only comes into play once you stop. The thrill is your adrenaline hits such a high frequency. You don't realize that string is around. It's like you're just like free falling. I and know. It's like, wow. But, and then your heart is going. And then you and- stop and it's like, boing, boing. You're like, you're an, you're an instant yo-yo. I, like, <laughs> you're 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 a human yo-yo. I you know it's like you know, it you affect- might, I don't want I don't want to be a, a walking the dog <laughs> yo-yo. <laughs> hey, look, Sean's walking the dog. Me crawling across the floor, and then me coming back up, and then me crawling. That's walking the human dog. Does uh, it make any difference that the bungee cord was it was attached to a crane over a swimming pool, and so it was headed? They were headed towards a swimming pool. Does that change your your opinion of the case at all? Okay, okay, no, it doesn't, because in that same theory, you can then sue the construction company for leaving the crane in proximity to I, somewhere I can be distracted. Because if they don't have access to the crane, then they can't dangle themselves off the crane to distract you. So where do we stop? Do we sue the construction company? Do we sue the bungee company? Well, you know, you uh, you have um, cut to the chase in this case because you both basically said exactly what the court said in this case. There we go. It's like, so now, now can I do the CSI thing? Yeah, exactly. Boink, boink. Boink, yeah. boink. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's kind of funny. I I like to read from the cases because it's always interesting to see what a judge says. So I'll read this to you from the case. In conclusion, the many roads of ingress and egress to and from the city of Chicago provide numerous distractions for motorists. Planes approaching and departing both O'Hare and Midway airports barely fly above motorists as part of a prearranged flight plan. During the baseball season, motorists on the Dan Ryan Expressway may suddenly hear and see bright and loud fireworks when a member of the Chicago White Sox hits a home run. Which back in the day was seldomly. Yeah, though this is the early 90s and there's a parenthetical, however rare this occurrence may be. See, I told you, I told you. That's a, a Cook County judge for even you. The, even the judges are dunking on the White Sox, right? Yeah, and you can dunk on the Cubs. You can dunk on all the baseball teams back in the 90s. Yeah. You know, it's like we were called, the, the Cubs were called, what were they called? Lovable Jeremy? losers. The lovable losers. Oh, I'm like, yeah. come on, come on. Lakeshore Drive offers numerous distraction to drivers. People in the parks and on paths off the road fly colorful kites, play golf, roller skate, sunbathe, and participate in endless other potentially distracting activities. Like trying to catch the nasty fish that are in the lake. (laughs) Right. Furthermore, all streets and highways present a constant barrage of colorful and creative advertisements to passing cars that could possibly shock and or distract a passing motorist. There's an endless number of potential distractions lining our roads, some expected and some unexpected. And then they go on, they quote a case from California that's the same that says uh, in the California case, motorists are routinely exposed to a melange of off-road distractions, which may include sporting events, low-flying aircraft, billboards, Christmas displays, rock concerts, brush fires, or unusually or scantily attired pedestrians. Or the guys who walk <laughs> in the middle of the street in K-Town 
thinking yep. that is the actual sidewalk. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Travelers who, in the manner of Homer's ancient Argonauts, must sail past <laughs> sirens are obliged to exercise reasonable care in the navigation of their craft and resist being seduced by sights and sounds. The end, you get no money. Okay, so... <laughs> I, I I get what you were saying. I don't understand what you just said in that last little like section. Um, I'll read it. It's a it's it was a, a lot of words. Yeah, that I was that, like, it was a lot of words that happened. That the last happened. sentence. Okay, yeah, the last <laughs> sentence is um, it's a reference to the Odyssey. So he says, "Travelers who, in the manner of Homer's ancient Argonauts." So that's she, uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts, which yeah. is a. Excuse me. Look at the big nerd brain on Brad. Here come. Here I am. You know, Jason the Argonauts is um, one of the first uh, animated, actually, it, past claymation uh, movies that happens. And um, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the actual animator who did it. But for all purposes, it's like a lot of skeletons fighting, and it's stop animation. And okay, it, all right. It's all actually right. it's actually kind of cool. One of the originals, which made. Uh, a lot of actually, I just I hate God. I'm such a nerd. Um, I just ended up watching uh, the animator who did Jason and the Argonauts talk about doing Jurassic Park. Uh, so literally, all of okay. all they wanted to the person who did Jason and the Argonauts was one of the main leads of of all pretty much all of Jurassic Park and making it look more realistic in Jurassic Park. Um, okay, so. Cool. There's my there's there's that bit of knowledge that could go to, you know, health research. <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> that little part of the brain. I'm like, I have this in my noggin and it could go to something better. Uh, so, uh, 1963, directed by Don Chafee with Todd Armstrong, Nancy Kovac, Gary Raymond and Lawrence Neesmith. Okay. And all the all the animation stop animation was done by literally one of the forefront folks um, who worked on Jurassic Park when it first came out. There's a still from the picture. It's a fascinating, a giant guy with no shirt on and then like a like a little toy boat in front of him. It's pretty yeah, yeah. wild. It's, 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 want... it's a great stoner movie. Yeah, so okay. and the idea being they have to sail past the sirens, right? The sirens are the uh, mermaids and they sang, um, They so this, there was a reference to siren. They're basically, they would be beautiful and they would sing and the sailors would crash into the rocks and then die. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the references that the, the courts of California are making. Of course. Because they have, because the courts of California has to throw in a movie reference to make sure that they still live in Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, now I want to push back on the, them throwing in the California court only mm -hmm. because California drivers are horrible. Like Chicago yeah. drivers know, no matter what's going on, you go to your destination. Let's keep driving. California yeah. stops for everything. If there's an accident, if somebody's getting arrested, if there's a person, they stop and they have to stare. And I go, if I get up here to where this conjunction is, there better not be just something to look at. And it always is. Well, you know, in, in a California case, it was a high school football game in Lompoc. At least in oh, Chicago, it was people bungee jumping over a swimming pool. Yeah. See, come on now. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Should that should be reversed? <laughs> because it seems to me that bungee jumping will be much more applicable here in California than in Illinois. 
or as some people would say Illinois, which I want ew, to hurt them. Ew, I hate when no. they do Illinois, right? No, that that S is silent forever and always. I, forever and always, and still people use the S. But yeah, but mm. Illinois, it was, should be reversed. Like a football game in, in Chicago, outside of Chicago, and then the bungee jumping in California. But yeah, I agree with you on having, because it's a whole different, you're talking about, first off, thousands of miles away, different kind of culture, different kind of vibe. And yeah. it's very yeah. it's very interesting that they use that instead of a million other places. New York would be more comparable, you know, yes. to that mm-hmm. kind of scenario. But, you know, he just wanted to go and, you know. He wanted to do some Hollywood stuff. Well, they, they, uh, yeah, he wanted to say some Hollywood stuff. He also he also was a big nerd who probably loved Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> <laughs> the plaintiffs in this case, the Largoza family, were basically trying to make the point that a bungee cord jumper is not something you'd ever expect to see next to the highway. But unlike California, where you would, you know, you could expect to see a, a football game and the court basically smacks them down and says, it doesn't matter what you see, whether it's, you know, somebody, uh, you know, dressed up in a funny costume or whether you see a football game or whatever, it's your responsibility as a driver of the car to not crash. Yeah. The object is to look ahead of you and towards the traffic, not up you know, it's like me driving it back to a California reference. Every once in a while, I'll drive down, you know, the 101 or any of the, actually, specifically the 101. And I'll look up and see mountains and trees. And I go, yeah. God damn, I forget how beautiful this town can be. And mm-hmm. then I realize, what the fuck am I doing? I need to start looking at the road again. Yeah. Um yeah. So it's that kind of thing. The thing is, you know, hands, what is that? Three, five. Or three and nine is, is now yeah, three and nine, 10 and two. And I, and I'm sitting here going, that's your, that's your focus when you're driving. You know, yeah, your focus because, when you're driving because, is to drive. Yeah. Because yeah. if that's the case, I could get into an accident and say I was distracted by literally anything. Like yeah. I, well, I, it, it, the wall looked like it was a hole in the wall. Like you said, the one-on-one. Like mm-hmm. it looked like a hole over there. So I got distracted or literally the car in front of me, I was reading their license plate and then I crashed into them. So they so distracted me, which I is why I crashed into them. them. I, w- I want to sue them for their license plate that says stolen on it because yeah. <laughs> it distracted yeah. me because they decided to use, put on their license plate stolen. True story. Actually saw somebody with the license plate stolen. Um, which made me laugh because that's just dang stupid um, and awesome. I want to know what's going through a cop's mind when they see that because part of them has to go, are they just being funny or are they literally poking me with it to like pull them over so that they can rub in their face, yep, license registration, everything is legal, and then I just did a traffic stop for nothing. Or did they put that on there and it is stolen, but they're like, if I, they're like, it's kind of like reverse psychology with the cops. Do I pull them over? I, I, I really, I really enjoy that. You know, make them think, yeah. make them think. And please pull me over. And you know, obviously, I would not recommend that for African Americans. No, no, no. Um, because we, it's, you know, we get pulled over just having regular license plates. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Um, but stolen is funny as hell. I get, like this is this is funny as shit. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I may have to take. I may have to pull them over. I may have to. 
But but Ed, can you imagine the two cops sitting there? Oh well, officer, um, all right, officer Brown. I think we should pull them over. Well, I I am I'm not really sure. I mean, are they fucking with us? Well, I we will never know unless we try. But you know, let's think of the ramifications. Show. Two hours later, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. Well, and they're still yeah. sitting there contemplating. And they're contemplating. They're contemplating their lives. Um, yeah. being being a cop. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I think we're ready for improv. Before we do, here's a word from our friend Dan at Assorted Goods. You ever wish you could learn just a bit more about the world, but have no idea where to start? Well, I know how you feel. And that's what the Assorted Goods podcast is here for. Join Dan, me, a bad student turned curious mind who's just trying to get a tiny bit smarter as he gets a little older. Every episode, I pick a big topic or idea, do a little research, see what I find, and then I pass it all along to you. It's a podcast for anyone who's too damn busy to do the research. It's what I'm here for. So stop by Assorted Goods, have a listen, and join me on my journey to figure out the world one story at a time. Find Assorted Goods wherever you get your podcast, and I'll see you there. You know, Officer Williams, you know, I don't know. It, it says stolen, but it has the date on it. I don't know if it would... I don't know if they had, I don't know if they would have the date on it, right? They, it says 2021 on it, but it says stolen. First off, believe- you can always call me Clara, not by my full official officer name. Oh, wow. uh, it's okay. It's okay. Secondly, you don't mind if I call you Brad, do you? I mean, I would, I would like to keep this professional Clara, but if well, you it, insist. Well, Brad, it, it's beyond that at this point. Okay. Been, All right. You know that Brad, that one night after that, you know, Let's let's just remember what we've done. It was a lot of Jameson. It was a lot of Jameson. A lot of Jameson. So it, anyway, you're thinking too hard on this, Brad. You always have. You you think too. Remember the last car we saw that said Pops? Yeah. And you went on for about two hours wondering if he was a father or if he liked soda or if yeah. he you went on for 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 quite a bit there. Well, well because you know. <laughs> You know, I'm 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 not from LA. You know, I'm, I know, I'm from, I, I'm from I mean, the Midwest. We call I, well, it so pop. am I. I'm, I, I yeah, well, pop or soda. And, yeah, you so know. It's, it's just like yo, and then he could have been a grandfather. He could have been a like it's 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 just all of these these license plates, these personal license plates. They just weigh on my soul, Clara. They weigh on I, my soul. Darling, darling, you just have to. And I'm sorry for calling you darling because, you know, too much Jameson. You know, you know, you know what triggers me. You know what triggers me to that. Night. I know. I know. I know. It'll never be again. I understand. Listen, you have to stop overthinking these license plates because, you know, as they're zooming off the regular license plate, people who have committed actual murders and crimes are getting away from us. And it's making the department look really bad, specifically for us. Excuse me. Um, so I, uh, sir, I would like to know why you rejected my license plate application uh, just because it says murderer. I, I, I don't understand why that's been rejected. Well, you know, uh, we have a few officers who sit very, mm-hmm. very hard and they contemplate life when it comes to these personalized license plates and murderer is a little bit over the edge. We feel that he would let you just get away with everything while he contemplated whether you were a murderer or whether you were specifically just screwing with him. Well, my last name is murderer, John murderer. And so, I mean, I've dealt with this my whole life. 
first of all, sir, it has to be seven digits and you've got eight just in there by itself. So right there, you're disqualified. Right there, you're disqualified, sir. You can come up with, mur- we, we, can do, we can do murder one, we can do murder two, but murder her, that's pushing it. That's pushing it. Daddy, daddy, <laughs> daddy. Daddy, they made yeah. fun of my last name again. Oh, oh, little Massey, little Massey. Oh, Why honey. You hate me so much calling me Massey murderer. I just thought the children would respect you more. Respect yeah. me? How? It's, you know, Sally Jones. Always makes fun of me going, ha ha, my name is normal. Ha ha, my name is normal. Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> let's get your, let's get your, uh, your brother in here. Unintentional, unintentional. Come on over here. Unintentional. Yeah. Hey, Hi, honey. Hey, hey honey. Nancy. <laughs> Why are you crying? What's wrong? Well, today they told me that I should have my own documentary on HLN. <laughs> oh, no. Dad, I told you this name doesn't work. I've been being ridiculed my whole life, and now Massey is doing it. <laughs> I turned 18. I'm changing my last name, Dad. I just have to. I'm so sorry, Uni. I'm so sorry, Uni. I. I, <laughs> I, I only seven, but I have a burning question on why you would name us these names. Well, <laughs> Didn't you know? Was it a joke? I, darling, I, you know I love you so much, and you know, and and your 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 cousin first degree, and your and your other cousin second degree, they seem to have adjusted. And I don't know. I I guess I'm just a terrible father. You're not a terrible father. No, no, I am. I am. I'm a good dad. You're just horrible with names. I know. It's no, really, my- I'm a narcissist. I'm so sorry. I love that first name. I would love instead to be narcissist murderer. <laughs> well, let's, you know, I, I think we could do that. Narcissist. What if we narcissistic massy murderer? You got to get rid of the massy, man. You have to. When, gra- when grandpa, grandpa cereal started the sixth edition and now all of you have just, just, just kept it going. Yes. Um, uh, I was wondering exactly why I was pulled over. Go ahead, partner. All right. Uh, all right. Well, ma'am. Yes. We, we saw your license plate. Mm-hmm. And um, we also saw. Smoking. smoking. You saw yes. smoking. We saw, mm-hmm. we saw smoking. And I, I had to pull you over because I didn't know if it was a, a call, like for help or. If you were stating that you were hot or if you speed with the car, like I just my curiosity played on me too much. I had to pull you over and see what well, the deal I, is. Well, if that's the case, then I'm more than happy to tell you the story behind my license plate. If you want to hear it, please do. Please do. Let's, let's set up some cones so no one just bothers right, us over here on the side I'll of the road. Wait. Yes, right. there, there they go. Please, please tell All me right. the story. Well, Back in 1984, my father ended up getting cancer. Mm. And he said to me on his deathbed, 
baby doll, don't smoke. Whatever you do, don't smoke. And I said, of course I won't, but there has to be a way to go and tell other people not to smoke. Mm -hmm. And I said, I have an idea that for your death wish, I'm going to put on something that will travel around so the world can see the word smoking. Yeah. Well, I get to the DMV and smoking had already been taken. Oh, no. So they gave me smoking. Mm -hmm. Cut off the G. Mm -hmm. They cut off the G. So, you know, I've been going for the last couple of decades just saying, oh, yeah, I'm smoking hot. But in actuality, it's for my dead father. Oh, my goodness. So we'll just mark on the ticket. It's neither literal nor metaphorical. We'll just write in public service announcement. Yes, I, I am a I am a driving PSA. Um, honey. Yes, baby. Um. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm we, we got another ticket in the mail. This is the. Then? This is this is this is the this is the fifth one this month. I know. Do you, <laughs> Do you, <laughs> do, do you think that your license plate is having an adverse effect? Because it doesn't say no smoking. It just says smoking, which is causing people to actually think about starting to smoke. Well, you know, there's always different people and different ideas. Okie dokie, then everybody comes from different places. And I'm just hoping I just wanted to do it for my dead father. God damn it. Look, 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 I understand you. Look, James was a great guy. I understand, sweetie, but... He was beyond great. He was look, literally, outside of you, my only one. You are second in my life outside of my dad. You know how much it makes me uncomfortable when you phrase it that way. It's not... Oh, come on. Oh, come on, that's weird. Oh, my God, you went there? See, that's yes, the I mean, problem. I had to. That's the problem. No, Outside no, the, problem, the fact that I don't tell you about parking tickets, the, the you make is, everything really weird. No, no, no. The, I, the problem is I have to pay five parking tickets, five, five pit tickets every month because you want to be smoking. It has the wrong effect. It has the wrong effect. People are starting to smoke because they see it. Why don't you get that, sweetheart? Well, then what do you want me to do? Change my license plate to cancer? No, no smoke. I told you, just no smoke. Seven letters. It works. All right, fine. Sure. Really? I, I'm, I'm tired of arguing. That's why I'm doing it. I'm oh tired of arguing. <clears throat> I'm sorry, ma'am. The license plate cancer has already been taken. Uh, you're going to have to find another license plate. Can you just do C-A-N-C-E? Uh, also taken. We can do <laughs> really? K- we can do really? K-A- Someone took that one? Can, we, can you do can? We could do K. A Q R T. That doesn't even make a word. Can canker. Cancor? And the T is French. It's a silent T. Ah, ah it's French. Hmm. Cancor. Can, can I just get my, my husband on the line and see what he thinks? Oh, please because feel free to use the DMV's phone. Go right ahead. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> There's no line behind you. It's not a problem. Thank you. Sir, so you can wait. Yes. Hello, yes, honey. Yes, 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 sweetie. Did you change uh, it? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass the phone over to uh, this uh, agent to see what you think of this new license plate. 
Okay, cool. Let's go for it. Yes, hello. Right. Uh, I'm Agent Smith of the DMV. Uh, nice to meet you today. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm Daryl. I'm uh, oh, hi, Daryl. Yeah. How's it going? Um, how's the weather? How's the weather where you are? It's 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 the same as where you are, with three blocks from the DMV. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So your wife is your wife is is smoking. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I, look, I I know it's What's weird. He uh, What's he wait, saying, sir? Wait, wait, uh, uh, wait. Are you are you flirting with my wife, or are you talking about a license plate? I'm I'm confused. But uh, are you? Did you did you get on the phone with me to tell me that my wife is hot? No, smoking, smoking, oh, literally okay. smoking. Um, and and also, yeah. and also, um, from a public service standpoint, public service announcement oh. standpoint. Oh, it, it, I told her about lighting up inside. She she just doesn't care. She she smokes inside all the time. Well, yeah, I, I did have um, some bad news. Yes. Um, cancer is not available. Oh no, she had a hard set on that one. Yeah, uh, we can 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 you do like a, a different type of it, like uh, CNCR? Just cut out the vowels. Um, you know, all of the vowels have kind of been getting pissed off about that kind of thing. So we've just we've got kind what of a we've got mean? kind what of an issue. Oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Okay, your what, husband what, 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 your husband yeah. wants to drop his vowels. Uh, you drop sir, his vowels? Sh just just shut up, you sir. Jesus sit down. Christ, will you just wait in line. Just sit so down. Fast. Shut up. Just sit down. It's I'm my so time. Sorry. My yes. time. So your All husband right. said he wanted to drop the vows. Right. Okay. I I I I'm good with that. Can we drop the vows then? Well, let me ask him. Uh sir, your your mm -hmm. your wife says that she's comfortable dropping the vows. Wait, she's she's comfortable dropping her vows? What is we've been we've been married 18 years. What is she just wants to throw her vows away? Do you want like, me what kind of but what is kind he saying? Is what is he saying? He said you've been married 18 years and you want to throw the vows away. He Jesus sounds... fucking Christ, what's going on here? We're, I'm not talking about dropping our vows. Will you tell my husband that I love him more than anything? And we're talking about actual vows like A-E-I-O-U and not the fact that I want to drop my vows to forever being his debt because we did the old classic vow thing. Just tell him I'm, I'm still good with that. She says, I owe you money. I owe you. I owe you something. What kind of nonsense is this? I paid all of these damn tickets for her. And now she's complaining because she bought me Chick-fil-A one night. You know what? She's selfish. That's what you, you tell her. I said she's selfish. That's what you what tell is her. He saying? What is he saying to you? Why is your face he's, turning he's, blood? He says something about shellfish. Something about oh, shellfish. No. Is, he, is he talking about the last time I made him lobster and steak? Because I know he's allergic and I didn't know that until I served it to him. For the love of all that is holy, will you tell him that I just love him? Just say, I love you. Sir, I love you. Oh my, oh my goodness. Agent Smith, it's, this is so sudden. Uh, well, apparently my marriage is over and I'm into a little bit of experimenting. Let's, uh, you know, we can see where this goes, Agent Smith. What do you say? Yeah, so um, we've been sitting here for the last three hours, um, love. I know you hate when I say that to you. Yeah, yeah. it rubs me the wrong um, way. So look, we can either pull them over or just let them go. I mean, I know the license plate says denial, but mm -hmm. if, but we don't know exactly where they're coming from. And that is, could it be denial of 
of of lost love? Could it be a denial of who they are personally? It could be anything. I mean, we're over contemplating this again. But we're 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 servants, right? We're servants of the people. If they're in denial, shouldn't we help them? This is true. But until they commit a crime, we can't do anything. They haven't. They're going the speed limit here. They're at the stop sign. They're waiting. You know, they're they seem like they're good people. But in denial or something, you just want to pull people over to know who they are. I figured this out. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's, I, I crave this connection, right? Like, I know, I, wanted, I know, and you could have had that with me, but oh no, oh no, I you mean, need to get it from license plates and other cars. You know, I'm sitting right here next to you. There's nothing wrong with an office romance. I mean, I thought we had that one night with the Jameson. Like, I don't, I don't. I know, I don't, and that was a great night, drunk or not. I just, I, I never, I never thought that this could work long term. I mean, we're partners. We've been partners for so long. So I crave and connection. And isn't a from... relationship about partners? Oh, wow. Let's not go and do a Law & Order SVU. You know that those two characters that never hooked up together and they should have because yeah. they wrote Stabler it where... Yeah, they should have hooked up and they didn't. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you they know? wrote them as partners. He was married exactly. with like four kids. Then, it was stupid. Then, do you realize I just watched that not too long ago? I got to tell you this because I know you'll laugh because we have so much in common. But, you know, they gave yeah. him his own show. And that whole really? the wife ends up getting killed. They, they, they kill her mm-hmm. off. And now he's single and going through all this pain. And then they're trying to do a crossover with Benson. And oh my goodness. It, 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 they're, they're leaving all of us hanging. Don't oh leave goodness. me hanging, darling. Don't don't let us get into episode ten of our relationship. Wow. I guess I've been in denial. Mm, that's why wow. you're looking at that denial. Oh, for the love of Christ! Why don't you take me to the cop bar and buy me a drink, huh? I will, but uh, yeah, that car is now. The driver jumped out and he's robbing somebody, so we should probably pull him over. But after that. Uh, let the people, you know, let let this one get away. He, you know, he's in denial. All right, to the cop bar it is. To the Jameson cop bar all night, all day, and all night. And scene. <laughs> I was like, I was just about to make you guys do like a uh, the spinoff episode, but I was thinking that was just ending so beautifully. Yeah, I know. You're in denial. Just, I, there's, here's the thing about improv. You know, I love it being silly and wacky and zany, but every, I really love exploring actual relationships. When it's real. And, and, and I, I live by this. Sometimes an awe is better than a laugh. Like, yeah. oh, oh, you know, we, we, we have a tendency in improv to be such goddamn snark monsters. Oh, we, we so snarky. We so mm-hmm. edgy. Just one nice scene. Just one nice yeah. scene. I want to see these. We want, we want a satisfying conclusion. We want to see these two officers, you know, <laughs> get together yeah. after a night of Jameson's. We want to see this, you know. Yeah. I also love that you tied in. I absolutely hate it. The fact that Benson and Stabler never got together. Right? Oh my God. 
him and his wife were going through problems like midway through the run. So I was like, okay, cool. They get a divorce. He'll spend a season alone and then him and Benson together. And it just never happens. And then he it leaves. Never yeah. Absolutely unsatisfying. Absolutely yes. goddamn unsatisfying. And so we, we even couldn't. more so now. It's like I'm holding on to some hope that these two are going to get together. No, because Mariska's doing it. I'm almost positive. She's like, no, we'll just keep them hanging like we have for the last old 20 something years. It's like a weird, like imagine a weird universe of friends or some show like that where Ross mm-hmm. and Rachel don't end Never. up together. Yeah. And you go, wait, what? How are they not together? Yeah. Well, there's there's a million there's a million shows like that with unsatisfying endings. I lost my mind at Dexter. Speaking of mass murderers, um, I lost my mind at the end of Dexter. First off, they killed his soul off, which was his Mm -hmm. sister. Uh, Killed killed her off, and then you're thinking, well, now that they killed the soul off, Dexter needs to die. Kind of like a Breaking Bad thing where he needed to die. But oh yeah. no, they need to hold on to that brand, and now they're bringing it back, and I don't care. Um, yeah. I don't care that he's been a lumberjack <laughs> yeah. in the and mountains. Like, yeah, lumberjack in the mountains by himself alone. I'm like, yeah. No, the whole, the, the whole, the funny, the, the good thing about him was that he was a serial killer trying to fit into the normal world. If you right. take him and just say he just no longer wants to fit in, then he's just a serial killer. He's just a serial killer. And even even within that story, by the last couple of seasons, he was killing people who didn't deserve it. Yeah. Just he was killing. Yeah, at one point he became a Kevork, you know, Jack Kevorkian. You know, yeah. he, like here, this is the best key lime pie. He ends up putting yeah. his liquor in fucking key lime pie. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell is? She was like, this is the best key lime pie. At- <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Yes. So yeah, thank, thank we, you. Again, nerd pants on, nerd pants yes. on. We 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 couldn't leave the people hanging. People listening no. to this were like, no, Darla and Car- was it Kara, Clara, and yeah, whatever. They needed to end up together. Yeah, we needed to be together. That's all I'm saying. Yes, if we, we set it up like that, and you know, we already set up the fact that we had something going on. It needed to end yeah. satisfying, you know, because there's still, you know, I, <laughs> the things I say. Well, aren't we really just part? Isn't a relationship really about being a partner? partner. That was good. <laughs> and, and here's the thing, and that's the thing. The thing is, truth and comedy. Dell, who I think was a, a major smack head back in the day. Um, God, God bless his crazy ass soul. Um, he always talked about truth and comedy. And yeah. yeah, the truth of it all is the the closer you come to truth, the funnier it is. Yeah. Well, and you set it up from the beginning by having the license plate be denial. The mm-hmm. second that happened, I was like, okay, we know where this goes. Yeah. And it's not, don't throw your own partner, your improv partner's a curveball. Don't do that to them. You know, yeah. we're supposed, I love how, how ideas like, you know, oh, we're all about group mind. It's like, we know where this is going to go. Why throw a curve? Mm-hmm. You know, let's go and, you know, play with that. And I'll follow you and you follow me and Billy follows us and I follow Billy. And I love our telephone game. We literally <laughs> did a telephone game. Um, that was great. So you can take and you can take short form improv, 
and put it into long form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was great. I loved it. This was great. Yeah, man. Come to the lunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna we are gonna get to shameless self promotion, but first, I want to get to know both of you a little bit better. I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. This is what I call laying down the pretense. Uh, the first question will be to Sean. What is the best or worst piece of advice you've ever received or given? Personally, huh? I've gotten a lot of bad advice from others. Um, oh, um, I think the worst advice um, that I could or that was given to me was by my husband. Uh, and he's in the other room and I know he's going to, he's about to go and zoom, uh, or podcast bomb this, mm-hmm. but we were living in Seattle and I wanted to buy a thousand dollars worth of sh- stock to Starbucks when they had just opened up. This was in the early nineties. And my husband's advice was, well, I don't think it's going to hit. Who's going to want to drink cold coffee? Up <laughs> to 10 years later and looking at the stock, if it at a thousand dollars, um, a thousand shares of Starbucks, I would be a millionaire. Um, so that's the worst advice ever given to me. The worst advice that I have given to uh, another person is the trust, trust what you believe in. It is actually not the best advice because the person I was telling it to was a pretty horrible person um, in retrospect. Um, and they he trusts beliefs and now he's not doing what he's doing anymore because he acted like a jackass. He trusted in what he did. You have to know who you're talking to before you start giving advice because the advice that works for you is not going to work for somebody else. Um, so that, you know, I was like, trust your beliefs. And then it basically burned myself in him being a jackass. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you. Um, all right. I'm going to ask Jeremy a question. Jeremy, can you describe your favorite place from your childhood? Ooh, Chicago. Salsa. Uh, yeah, I was about to say my favorite place in my childhood is really easy. It's the walkway between the shared aquarium and the planetarium. <sighs> in chicago uh it's it's right on the lakefront there's the the planetariums to the right the shed aquarium is here and there's this beautiful walkway and you get the entire view of the whole chicago skyline um right across if you look there's like navy pier and it's, it's 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 beautiful in the daytime it's beautiful when the sun rises when the sun sets at night when the lights are lit up and uh i used to go there i used to we used to go there as a as a, as a kid a lot with my mom and my brother and then as i got in a, it became an adult it became just like my place of like serenity so it, it's just it stayed with me for pretty much my whole life whenever i go back home it's one of the first places i go to because I'm from Chicago, may I just add mine that area because it is gorgeous in that walkway. It's gorgeous, mm-hmm. and then you walk over to the point. Yes, 
the point is in it's basically on the lakefront and there's a bunch of rocks and then there's the highest point Mm -hmm. that you can go and see pretty much forever out and another great view of Chicago and just it goes for miles and I used to go there all the time I've buried hamsters there in the sea I promised Mm. Hans that when we die we'll go back to Chicago with our little urns and go to the point and put us on a little boat, or at least for Hans, because he's German, and to a tape recording of Flight of the Valkyries, take his boat out into the sea (laughs) with explosives, and then to Flight of the Valkyries, just explode (laughs) the boat um, with our ashes on it. Um, Because we're those Chicagoans, yeah. Um, It is, I, high school talks, high school talks on the point, because I, I went to Kenwood and it wasn't that far away. And um, yeah, Chicago childhood, Southside kids. Yeah, yeah man, it's beautiful. That was really cool. Thank you so much. The last part is uh, some shameless self-promotion. I'm going to let Jeremy go first. Where can people find you? What's coming soon from you? Where can they connect with you on the internet, social media, et cetera? Yes. Um, right now you can connect with me on Instagram at King underscore Jeremy Harlan. That is K-I-N-G underscore j-e-r-e-m-y-h-a-r-l-i-n on instagram coming up i got two movies uh that are in post-production right now uh they should be coming up hopefully in fall one definitely will be on netflix the other i'm not sure where it will be yet um it's something in the dirt and breathing happy uh if you follow me on instagram i will be posting both of those like crazy and um, I have a short uh, that I filmed that will be coming up at the end of summer. It doesn't have a title yet, but again, follow me on Instagram and I will let everybody know when all of those projects are coming up. That's awesome, Jeremy. Thank you so much. Sean, where can people find you? What's coming from you? And tell us about The Ledge. Um, SeanLandry.com probably the easiest way of getting a hold of me. If you want to know more about the things that I've done, literally Google my name. My entire life pulls up. I do the seniors improv comedy with Landry and Summers and Blue Alette will be on our show, who is an improviser um, from from the South. And she is amazing, amazing African-American artist. You can watch all of our shows. If you want to watch it live, you can go to the Pack Theater's Twitch site and check it out there. And if you're older, like most of my audience and myself, and don't want to figure out Twitch, <laughs> you can get onto YouTube, you can get onto Facebook, you can get onto Twitter's uh, Seniors Improv site because we stream still via Periscope. We are, again, the most, and also you can get on Internet Movie Database. I think we're in season 4,000 of the Seniors Improv Comedy since the pandemic. So um, you can go and find us via the uh, Seniors Improv Comedy on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, IG, the whole nine yards. Um, I will be on soon um, to tell the truth on ABC which was absolutely fun to do. Uh, And with an amazing blues artist who I tried to be, uh, which was lovely to do. I threw down a Coco Taylor reference that made the Chicagoan on the panel 
pick me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that was absolutely fun to do. Now, the ledge. It's all or nothing, ladies and gentlemen, with the ledge. Ledge Theater, either R-E or E-R dot com. You go to either of them. It goes directly to our Kickstarter. It is an hopefully owned by an African-American and female, guess who that is, (laughs) that will be a full complex theater geared towards improvisational comedy. Also geared towards people of color, youth of color, classes that deal specifically uh, with people who have been disadvantaged systemically for quite a while. I wanna change theater in the city and something that you don't see in theaters, not only improvisationally, but also regularly theatrically. Seeing actors and seeing staff get paid. I want a theater with a payroll, a theater with healthcare, a theater that is fully nonprofit, 501c3, driven by the community. That's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm hoping for. Right now we're at 17,000 of 100,000. So if you can get on to ledgetheater.com, it goes directly to our Kickstarter. The more you give, the more hopeful will not be hopeful. It'll be real. The end. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sean. That's ledgetheater.com, ledgetheater.com, L-E-D-G-E, theater spelled either way.com. Give to the Kickstarter, support this very valuable and worthwhile effort led by Sean Landry. Thank you, Sean, for being on the show. Thank you, Jeremy, for being on the show. Laying Down the Law is a product of Beyond Unreasonable Doubt, produced by Jeffrey Feitner and Verboten Productions. Our music is Cruise and Do We Cheat Him and How by John Deli and the 41 Players. Our cover art is courtesy of The Mighty Q. I want to thank all of our listeners. And if you're enjoying the show, please tell somebody. It helps us reach more ears. Feel free to tweet at me at Max Hedroom ESQ with any questions, comments, or suggestions. I'm your host, Billy DeClerc, the podcast host who's vaxxed, waxed, relaxed, and ready to go live. Thank you to our guests. Goodbye. Goodbye.